You open up a manhole, at the bottom of which, you open up a woman hole. At the bottom of which, you open up a door, that is actually a sandwich that you burned in your toaster oven last Wednesday. You take a bite out of that sandwich, and it tastes okay. It's only then you realize that it's not food in your mouth, but instead an actual witch made of sand, who has now sent you sideways into a half-dimensional plane for taking a bite out of her. The half-dimensional plane is one of those with no assigned seats, so you watch as half the passengers completely misinterpret the rules. You lean back in your seat. Well, you try to. This is one of those seats with the headrest tilted forward a little bit. In fact, more than a little bit. In fact, so much of a bit that if you were to try and actually lean back, you would almost be hunched over. Or at least, that's how it feels. In the crepuscular light adjacency. I'm Luke Alexander, and I'll be guiding you through this alien realm. Some of the stories you hear will be long. Some of them will be short. And all of them will be outlandishly bizarre. Which, in the crepuscular light adjacency, means completely ordinary and unremarkable. Today, we'll be reading Chapter 11 of a story called Catastrophe, subtitled Lord of the Flying Balls of Yarn. Let us begin. Reggie bristled what fur he could under the tight spandex jester suit he was wearing as he glared at Perry. Reggie could scarcely believe how angry he was considering what a good-natured cat fellow he generally was. He had taken all of his friends on this wonderful board game adventure to go get them some catnip. That was all thanks to him, Reggie, and nobody even appreciated it. And yet, he still kept an air of jolly, good cheer around them, even though Jezebel often threatened to skin him in more ways than one. But this Perry was something else. Perry didn't offer Reggie some nice food in exchange for catnip that he failed to give them. Perry did not accompany Reggie on all of his wonderful adventures through the horrible board game world that they've been trapped in. No, Perry was just some random bird that flew up, got in his face, and called him a fool. And that really twiddled Reggie's whiskers. Or at least as much as they could twiddle without hitting all of the jingly balls on the hat on his head. Reggie's anger was as transparent as the tight spandex wrapped around his hind legs wasn't. Upon this realization, Reggie leapt towards Perry, claws out, teeth gnashing with a roar of a hiss. Or at least, he leapt towards where he thought Perry would be, because before Reggie had even noticed it, for he was far too busy stewing with anger. Instead, Reggie landed headfirst into a thick mud puddle, leaving him stuck upside down. Yes, this cat did not land on his feet, and instead, they were wriggling up in the air with 
his tuchus and his tail writhing angrily. It was very foolish. Meanwhile, Jezebel was further off, chasing Perry, who had gotten himself caught in a woman's brassiere. The cat, who refused to name herself, was still sitting there, looking at Reggie, guffawing madly. Eventually, she realized he probably needed some help, as she noticed the air bubbles in the mud fading to small little trickles. So she hoisted him out with a light squeeze of telepathy. <laughs> Where'd that Perry go? He needs to put up his dukes! I'll show him what the register's got coming for him! Reggie put up his paws in the shape of fists and twirled them around lackadaisically, and then he fell on his back and spat out more mud. The unnamed witch of a feline variety laughed at him again. I think that ship has long sailed, Reginald. Don't call me that! Alright, Jester boy. Don't call me that either! What the hell? Also, did you squeeze my butt a little when you pulled me out of the mud? Because it kind of felt like that, and that's kind of weird, am I right? Meanwhile, the woman whose brassiere Perry had unwittingly flown into and gotten his beak trapped in, was screaming and pushing people over, wondering exactly what in the hell had gotten inside her brassiere, and why a fluffy cat with a sarcastic face wearing a witch hat was chasing after her. Perry squawked and clawed and screeched with all his might, though the middle of the brassiere was tight around his jaws. As he flapped his wings, it almost looked like the woman's chest was about to take flight, either taking the woman with it or without. Just when all hope seemed lost for this random woman living within a board game medieval world, Perry shot out of the top of her dress and into the air leaving her completely unscathed, save for a flushed complexion and a case of the jitters. The same could not be said for her brassiere, strips of which streamed down from Perry's talons. She only had a moment to catch her breath before Jezebel catapulted herself forward and on top of the lady's head. This immediately the unnamed and otherwise insignificant lady to jump into the air with all her might, as most people understandably would consider if a cat had just landed on top of their head after a parrot had just emerged from their ropes. As Jezebel had already planted her claws firmly in the woman's scalp, this fearful jump only served to raise Jezebel up higher, almost level with Perry for a moment, giving her just the leverage she needed to take one more leap and grab the nasty bird. And that's what she did. She jumped off the woman's head and snatched Perry right out of the air. And then she tumbled to the ground. But... 
Jezebel was smart. She had caught Perry in her jaws and landed on all four of her feet, unlike Reggie. Yes, Jezebel had been lucky enough to see Reggie attempt to leap after Perry himself, well after she had already set off for Perry. And she had even chuckled to herself a little about it. And now she could even rub it in that, yes, she, Jezebel, she caught Perry. Of course, she would make sure to tell Reggie that she wasn't trying to brag. Jezebel only had half a second to bask in the shimmering afterglow of this realization before a thick, stinky human hand grabbed the scruff of her neck, hoisted her up in the air, paralyzed as her jaws flapped open and Perry was released. A gruff, harsh voice grumbled, Arr! Hands off me bird! The hand then released Jezebel onto what she thought would be the muddy ground. However, she actually landed on a nice, plush carpet. And she turned around to see a striking character. He looked like what a very, very wealthy person role-playing a pirate might look like. It appears the rough thickness of his hands had actually been some very expensive-looking leather gloves, and the smelliness was some sort of strange perfume. (coughs) Dreadfully sorry about that. I've been having a terrible, terrible bout of sinus trouble this day. I think it's something with the humidity. I'm not sure, though. It's odd, you know, very curious. Whenever I seem to have a lot of mucus in my throat, it's very hard for me to make I sounds. So I often make E instead. Like how it sounded like I said me when really I meant to say my. Not to act super confused, like I have no idea what's going on, but I'm super confused and have no idea what's going on. Who are you and what are you doing? Squaw! He's Perry's dad! He's Perry's dad! Squaw! He's Perry's dad! Exclaimed Perry, flapping over towards the man and sitting on his right shoulder happily. Um, not to sound really skeptical of what you just said, but I am extremely skeptical of the idea that a human man could somehow father a tiny little parrot. The man looked noticeably concerned. Well, um, his mother's the parrot, I'm the human. Not to add nothing to this conversation, but questions that may or may not be rhetorical, but, uh, what? Ah, yeah, 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 Uh, that's how Perry can talk, that's how Perry can talk. Uh, Look, not to assume I know how things work, but I don't think that's how any of that works. He is a human. You are a parrot. There is no way... First of all, that your mother is a parrot and your father is a human. And second of all, 
Harry. That's not how language works either. Ah, oh really? Ah, oh really? Ah, oh really? How would you know? You're ah, apparently a talking cat. Ah, ah. Yeah, it's almost like we're in some weird board game world where normal rules don't necessarily apply. Wouldn't that be strange, huh? Oh, I'm so over this. I'm out of here. Jezebel hissed and spat and turned around, flicking her tail sassily. However, Jezebel did not look up. Had she looked up, she would have seen two characters hurling violently towards her. And unbeknownst to Jezebel, this was because when she had leapt off the insignificant woman's head to grab Perry, the force of her second leap had sent the woman careening backwards on to the muddy ground. Or at least it would have been onto the muddy ground if there had not been a large crowd of onlookers. Instead, she hit the first onlooker, and then that onlooker backed into another one, and it became a bit of a domino effect of humans bumping into each other until the last one at the edge of the crowd, who had already gotten a few teeth knocked out earlier that day, got elbowed right in the forehead. They were careening back and back, and they landed rump first on a thick wooden plank that had been partially embedded in the mud to the point of almost being invisible. This plank was long, and it spanned the distance between that human rump and Reggie and the witch cat, both of whom had been unknowingly sitting upon it. This human rump to wooden plank collision sent the other end with Reggie and the witch cat sitting on it flying into the air with bits of mud spraying and slacking around and the force catapulted these two cats through the air onwards and upwards and then downwards and then right on top of Jezebel as she attempted to walk sassily away. Immediately, the cats devolved into a ball of writhing, wrangling, hissing, spitting, and general complaining. The nobleman pirate raised an eyebrow and looked at Perry. Hmm, three for the price of one, eh? Ah! Can I have a cracker now? Can I have a cracker now? Can I have a cracker now? Can I? Yes, yes, of course, you may have a cracker. The man reached into his waistcoat and pulled out a silken drawstring bag. He pulled it open and retrieved a small, salted, breaded cracker, circular in nature. A little flaky, but undeniably crisp, and handed it to Perry, who immediately chomped it to bits, messily, all over the nobleman's shoulder. 
Marseille, Perry, I do hope you get better about that one day. Where's the parrot? Let me at him! The old register's gonna give him the what for! Ugh, not to say you're full of shit, Reggie, but you are so full of shit. I do concur, Jezebel. This jester boy, cat fellow fool is indeed full of shit. You better stop calling me all these insulting names, or maybe I'll beat you up too. Who knows? I got flames in my fist now, and... The witch cat glared at Reggie. She didn't use any witch powers. She just glared at him. He put down his paws, sulked, and deflated. Yeah, okay, okay, I'm not gonna beat anybody up. I couldn't if I tried, I'm very aware. <sighs> oh, how wonderful for all of us to hear you say that, Reggie. Now that that's settled, who the hell are you? Asked the witch cat as she turned to the noble pirate man. And why in the ever-loving fuck did you feed anything to that obnoxious beaked parasite? Squaw! Beaked parasite! Squaw! Beaked, 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 squaw! Squaw! Beaked parasite! Squaw! Squaw! Sorry, my diction was off there for a second. Squaw! Sorry, my diction was off for a second there. Don't worry about it, Perry. Don't worry about it. This is my son you've insulted. How on earth could you consider talking to a man's son that way? Right in front of his father. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Oh, I am fuming. Do you know who I am? Obviously, none of us have any fucking clue who you are. And furthermore, I don't see how on earth you could father a parrot. Not to thank you, even though I hate you, but thank you, someone finally understands how ridiculous that sounds. I mean, I'm a transmutating, telepathic, telekinetic witch cat, and... Even I know there is no way that you had anything to do with the birth of that parrot, sir. You clearly do not know who I am. Yes, we already have established that. Nobody here has any idea who you are. I just... Oh, I can't stand this. Hook-faced Jacobs, take him away. Uh, hook-faced a what now? Did anybody get that, or was it just a bunch of nonsense? A grumbling was heard from a couple of people away in the festival crowd. Schlump, schlump, schlump. The mud rumbled. It was actually an elephant over at an enclosure nearby. It had nothing to do with what the man had exclaimed. But it did distract the cats long enough for a thick burlap sack to cover them in darkness. 
They screeched and scrabbled in an obnoxiously infantile fashion as a hand lifted them up. It was not the hand of this strange nobleman pirate. No, this was another strange pirate-esque figure. This one looked a little less washed, but when Reggie looked closely, he could see that indeed he did have hooks where his normal human face would have been. No, he didn't. It was just a normal human face. Reggie was actually looking at a pile of mud and was just so scared that somehow he mistook it for the human's face. But he didn't notice that before he exclaimed, He's actually got hooks for a face! Uh, no I don't, man. What the heck? Grumbled their captor, who the cats were now assuming was Hook-Faced Jacobs. Hook-Faced Jacobs? Take them to the brig! Uh, but, uh, Captain, we're not on the ship, man. Well, take them to the ship, put them on the ship, and then put them in the brig. Okay, man, shit, calm down. Take a second, chill, maybe have a nice brew, you know? You're getting stressed out, getting angry at cats, man, they're just cats. They were mean to me, hook-faced Jacobs. Take them to the brig. Alright, man. Shit, captain. Alright, captain. We'll take them to the brig. Don't worry about it. The cats are going to be in the brig. And whatever you do, don't you let those cats out of the bag until they're in the brig. In fact, even then don't let them out. I want to let the cats out of the bag myself later this evening before I then put them in a box. Uh, what, what are you talking about, Captain? Put them in a box? Yes, this evening I'm gonna let these cats out of the bag. <laughs> yes, and then I will put each of them in a box. And then I will rig up a button, and the button will either murder the cat inside the box once you press it, or it will do absolutely nothing. And then I will press all three of the buttons, and then I will have no idea if I killed the cats or not. Uh, so what, then you'll take them out of the box and see if they're alive or something? No, no, that defeats the purpose. I will leave them in the box and then I will never know. Well, but like, what if they can't get out of the box, even if they are alive? You're going to poke air holes or anything? What? No, why would I do that? Uh, well... If they just sit there in the box for a while, won't they just die no matter what? Just take them to the brig! 
Take them to the break, hook face Jacobs, damn it! Or maybe I'll actually put a hook in your face! Bro, Captain, you wouldn't do that shit. But okay, I'll take these cats to the brig. Don't worry about it, man. Captain. Hook-faced Jacobs slunked the bagged cats around through the crowd. Look, little talking cat bros, I honestly, I kind of feel kind of sour about this. Because I feel like you three are pretty cool. And the captain's not being totally cool. He's kind of being like a total butt munch and not in a good way. But, you know, I paid good money, or uh, my parents paid good money for this uh, pirate experience. So I want to be sure I'm the best pirate I can be. So I am going to put you guys in the brig. Okay, so let's just get that out of the way. But... I hope maybe you'll still, like, think I'm cool, you know? Like, oh yeah, that hook-faced Jacob's, like, I would totally, you know, pound a beer with him, or pound a, a cat beer, or a pound a saucer of milk, or, or a keg of milk, or, or uh, maybe, like, I don't know, have some have some really dope catnip or something, I don't know, with, with that hook-faced Jacob's. Um, he's a real cool dude, you know, I, I hope you would... You would think that about me, Hoofface Jacobs. I, my real name's just Jacob, you know. It's like, like, and most of my friends just call me Jake, so like, you can just call me Jake, you know, unless the captain's around, cause you know, he's a total douchebag, and he's gonna want, you know, everybody calling me Hoofface Jacobs. You know, he said that actually just cause I have a couple of, uh, pimple scars, and he's just like a total asshole, and I hate him basically. But, you know, He's a captain, or whatever, and I'm just, you know, a crew member, so I'm doing my best, do my part, you know, pay good money for this, all that kind of shit, but anyway, uh, give me five, yo, oh, no, you can't, uh, bump it, bump it, would that be, uh, well, oh, shit, I forgot, you're still in the sack, and I also noticed you're not really saying anything or moving that much, uh, I think I can see your, like, little cat eyes just kind of glaring at me, and that's making me kind of uncomfortable. Oh, I I am pretty good with eye contact. I'm a pretty sociable guy, but it's just the amount of eye contact I'm receiving right now from the three of you is making me feel like maybe we're not all vibing right now, and I thought we were really vibing. So that's just kind of a bummer. Because I thought, you know, the three of us, we were going to be real cool. We were going to be best buds. You know, it was going to be like me, the cool hook-faced Jacobs, or shit, uh, Jake, the Jake, you know, Jake the cool guy, and his three little talking cat friends, you know, hanging out. Just, uh, just kind of like I used to think this pirate thing would be, you know, me, Jake, not hook-faced Jacobs, but, but me, Jake. Just hanging out with my boys on a boat, you know, that's what I wanted to do. Just like sailing on a boat, man, but that's not what I'm doing. And it's really messing with me, guys. Can you cats help me out? I don't know if I can take it this much. I got like half a week left on this boat retreat pretending to be a pirate. I can't stand it. Have you guys ever eaten hardtack? Because it's fucking terrible. It's gross. 
It'll make you yak and not from the amount of brews you've been having, which I haven't even been having that many brews and I'm worried I might be getting scurvy now, which of course I don't think I am because I've been having a lot of Long Island iced teas. At least I've been sneaking a couple of Long Island iced teas. So keep that on the DL between between the four of us, you know what I'm saying? Cuz cuz if if Captain finds out that I've been sneaking into his private bar, oh, he's going to be real mad. But you know everybody does it, you know, cuz everybody fucking hates him and he's a total dick and won't share any of his liquor. Is just such an asshole. Hey, you you know what? Uh Hookface Jacobs was it or sorry, uh, Jake? Am I right? It's Jake, right? Uh, Reggie, of course it's Jake. Did you not hear him repeat his name over and over and over again? I did. I was just making sure I didn't mishear him, you know. Anyway, look, Jake. You and I, we actually have a lot in common. Oh, yeah? Little, little cat dude dressed in jester outfit that I can see kind of through this thin burlap sack? Why do you say that? You know... I just, I feel like it's very important to be called the name that you prefer. I'll just put it that way. Reggie glared at the witch cat and Jezebel, both of which were rolling their eyes. Anyway, I think maybe the four of us might be able to get something together. Mess with your, uh... Buddy, the captain. Oh, dude, you want to fuck with the captain? Oh, that is, that is the best news I've heard all month. I've been doing this for a month, and it is nearly driven me crazy. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm sure. He's a real hard ass. So tell me, Jake, how many buddies you got on that boat who kind of agree with you? Oh, everybody hates the captain. Great, great, so... But they also kind of hate me and think I'm, like, kind of a loser and, uh, make fun of me a lot and, uh, put, put, put flaming, flaming bags of, uh, turds uh, near, near my cot or in my cot or just kind of use... My cot is like the bathroom sometimes. Yeah, it's pretty rough. It's, uh, I've really been hitting the bottle, the bottle that I've been stealing from a captain, of course, the, the bottles. And I've been hitting them pretty hard. It's been pretty uh, rough on my psyche, honestly, and my self-esteem has uh, probably never been lower than this. Here I am right now talking to... Three, uh, three talking cats, two of them of which are in little weird costumes. Uh, but, you know, I think, I think, I think it might help if we were to work something out. It's just, you know, it would probably just be the four of us. Do you think you could handle that? Yeah! Yeah! Say, by the way, you didn't happen to say anything about catnip. Did you? Oh, yeah. Dude, the captain, he, he's got a cat of his own. And dude, that cat is such a catnip fiend. That cat just 
inhales the shit. So there is a shit ton of catnip on this boat. It's just all in the storage locker. Uh, the cat's name is uh, Davy Jones, and it's in the cat's locker. So, so it's in Davy Jones' locker, which is in the locker room, which is in one of the lower levels of the ship. But I would suggest we fuck with the captain first, because if the captain sees you going into his cat's stash, you are going to get majorly fucked up. Reggie looked at Jezebel. They were both elated. The witch cat looked confused. What? What is so exciting about this to the two of you? Oh, well, the whole reason we're here is because of catnip. Did we never tell you that? We got stuck in this board game because we wanted catnip. Some, like, weird claw just, like, grabbed all my, my big bag of catnip and just sucked it right into the board game. Oh, how quaint. That said, I do quite like catnip myself. I can see myself being into this. I actually can't summon catnip. It's one of my few flaws. Look, I have no fucking idea what you guys are talking about, especially with this board game shit. No idea. No idea there. But, uh, are you in? Reggie looked to Jezebel and the witch cat, both of which nodded. Yeah, I'd say we're in. Let's do it, hook-faced. Oh, sorry, Jake. Let's do it, Jake. That concludes our adventure for today. Thank you for taking this journey through the crepuscular light adjacency. And remember, listen closely and you just might not learn anything at all.